Hey fam, hello, 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 hello. Your sis is back, she back, she back. I hope my voice don't sound as nasally. It might just have a little bit of hoarseness to it. But um, the Lord is a deliverer. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about my God. He a deliverer, okay? That's on one. Of, that's on a part of his resume, okay? Check it, check it. But um, I'm coming to your. This is like a word for people who feel like God not hearing your prayers because um, there's a such thing as um, the Lord. Um, not quite answering your prayers, like your prayers falling on deaf ears. It's a such thing as that. Because a lot of times we could be praying, but praying amiss. You get what I'm saying? You could be praying, but praying amiss. And I want to start with um that Bible verse. It's James chapter four. And I'm probably going to have to read it to you at the KJV because the KJV, I told you it hit different. They do. You know? So let's go to the KJV. And it's uh, James chapter four, verse three. Ye ask and not and receive not because ye ask amiss that ye may consume it upon your lust. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever there be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. You know, and we sometimes we be praying to the Lord, like Lord, I want this bank, I want this in my bank account. Lord, I want, I want this, I want this man, I want this woman, I want this job, I want this house. But the Lord is saying, when you praying, you praying amiss. You only praying to me to fulfill your lustful desires. You never seek ye first the kingdom of God, says the Lord. You never seek my kingdom first. You just told me what you wanted and you wanted me to bow my head like a genie and give it to you. But that's not the way it works, says the Lord. It don't work like that, says the Lord, right? So I want to give you the definition of a myth. It says not quite right, inappropriate, out of place, wrongly or inappropriately. So now I need, we need to go back and we need to repent to the Lord about praying amiss. We have to go to the Lord with, um, with, with really like, um, an apology, like from a heartfelt apology. Don't just be like, Lord, okay, I repent for my sins. No, really mean like, say, Lord, I came against you with my prayers. I've prayed to you out my lustful desires. I never seek ye first your kingdom. I just told you what I wanted. So, um, one thing I heard the Lord say, he said, tell my people to ask for the ointment for their eyes. He said, tell them to ask me for some ointment for them eyes, for their eyes so they can see. So I want to take you to Revelations chapter three. And let's go down to verse 18. I'm going to read this at the NLT. Um, so I advise you to buy gold from me, gold that has been purified by fire. Then you will be rich. Also buy white garments from me. So you will not be ashamed by your dark, your nakedness and ointment for your eyes. So you will be able to see. Now, when you seeking ye first, the kingdom of God. You got to be able to see what you are asking for, because listen, when you, when you, when the, the kingdom of heaven is within you, right? It's within you, right? That's what we say. Luke 17 verse 21 says that you cannot see it with a visible sign. So you need spiritual eyes to see the kingdom of God. 
What, what the Lord is trying to give to you has already been placed within you. It's just now you have to speak it to give birth to it. So you got to get in the word of God to know your birthright. You get what I'm saying? You could be saying that you just want a pair of red bottoms because you seen somebody with some nice red bottoms. But did you seek ye first the kingdom of God? You want to open that business, but did you tell the Lord to lay out the blueprint? Did you seek ye first the kingdom of God? Did it, did it come from within? Did you see it with your spiritual eyes or did you see it with your natural? That's what you got to ask the Lord. Mm-hmm. I know that was a banker. You got to ask the Lord, which eyes did you see it with? What eyes did you see it with? Because let me tell you something about God, the kingdom of God. How can how, you can't even when the Lord speaks to you of kingdomly things, it's just the total opposite of what you ever would have thought or imagined. Do you feel me? Remember when Jesus was like, how can I possibly tell you about heavenly things and you can't even perceive the earthly things? You feel me? Hold on. Now I take you there. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to take you there. I know y'all hear me typing. <laughs> I know y'all hear me typing. Uh, I told y'all I was going to take on here. Uh, let's go to John chapter 3. I'm hot, but I ain't going um, I ain't gonna turn my fan on quite yet, but I am hot. The fire of God is consuming me. Um, just to let y'all know. But believe, but if you don't believe me when I tell you about earthly things, how can you possibly believe if I tell you about heavenly things? You feel me? And you got to really take that. The Lord is trying to tell you some heavenly things. But first, you got to you got to perceive the earthly things he's doing. First, you got to know what he is doing. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, not seek your will, but seek his will. You get what I'm saying? Seek God's will over your life. Because it's a way that seems right. It's a way that seems right to a man and it ends in destruction. Let me tell you. Ask me how I know. Um, um, let's go to, I'm going to take you to Haggai chapter one. And this is a banker. Just letting y'all know ahead of time. A call to rebuild the temple. I'm sorry. I got to put this fan on because I'm getting a little hot. I'm sorry, y'all. On August 29th of the second year of King Darius' reign, the Lord gave a message through the prophet Haggai to Zerubbabel, son of Sheltai. I don't know that word. Uh, Y'all know family. Y'all see it. Governor of Judah and Jeshua, son of Jehoshaphat, the high priest. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. The people are saying the time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord. Then the Lord sent this message through the prophet Haggai. Why are you living in luxurious houses while my house lies in ruins? So it's just like a, we want the Lord to move for us, but we not worry about his temple. We not worry about rebuilding his people, rebuilding the temple for the Lord to return. We not, we not worry about that. We just worry about our comfort. But what about the comfort of the Lord? Our temple is his dwelling place. So that's why you got to see the will of God. We got to make sure the king is comfortable before we even try to worry about ourselves. Are you good, Lord? Is it something I can do for you? You get what I'm saying? That's how we got to be. 
This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. Look at what's happening to you. You have planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but are not satisfied. You drink, but are still thirsty. You put on clothes that cannot keep warm. Your wages disappear as though you were putting them in pockets filled with holes. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. Look at what's happening to you. Now go up into the hills, bring down timber and rebuild my house. See, now you got to you got to go seek for him. You got to go seek for him to rebuild his house. Come up higher to rebuild his house. You are the temple of the Lord. It don't matter about the cars, about the clothes, about the people. It matters about your relationship that you have with the Lord. And if everything else will be added on to you, you seek him. That means have a relationship with him and everything else will be added on to you. Then I will take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. See, then he says, now I will enter you and I will be honored. I I will honor you. Do you feel me? You hoped for a rich harvest, but they were poor. And when you brought your harvest home, I blew it away. Why? Because my house lies in ruins, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. While all of you are busy building your own fine houses, it's because of you that the heavens withhold the dew and the earth produces no crops. I have called for a drought on your fields and hills, a drought to wither the grain and grapes and the olive trees and all the other crops, a drought to starve you and your livestock, to ruin everything you have worked so hard for. See, the Lord, he's saying, I'm the, I'm the one that gave it to you, but I'm also the one that's taking it away because you keep playing with me. I'm, I'm putting before you a relationship with me and you just keep looking at my hand. You just want the blessings that come from my hand. Do you want me, says the Lord? Do you want to have a relationship with me? I'm trying to bring you closer. But are you going to be a gold digger about it? Are you just going to try to get me for my riches? Says the Lord. Only time you pray is when I hear you say, can I have? Can you do? When do you want to sit down and talk to me? Says the Lord. Then Zerubbabel and Joshua, the high priest, the whole remnant of God's people. I know I skipped some stuff, family, because that's because I ain't know how to pronounce it. You know, I wasn't even going to waste your time. The whole remnant of God's people began to obey the message from the Lord their God. When they heard the words of the prophet Haggai, whom the Lord their God had sent, the people feared the Lord. Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave the people this message from the Lord. I am with you, says the Lord. So the Lord sparked the enthusiasm of Zerubbabel and Joshua. And the enthusiasm of the whole remnant of God's people. They began to work on the house of their God. The Lord of Heaven's army on September 21st of the second year of King Darius' reign. The Lord says, I am with you. He is with you. Just the same way he was with the Israelites when he brought them out of Egypt. He is with you. Okay. Alright, let's go to chapter 2. Then on October 17th of the same year, that same year, the Lord sent another message through the prophet Haggai. Say this to Zerubbabel, son of, okay, and then um, Joshua. 
uh, and to the remnant of God's people there in the land. Does anyone remember this house, this temple in its former splendor? How in comparison does it look to you now? It must seem like nothing at all. But now the Lord says, be strong, be strong, um, Zerubbabel, be strong, Joshua, be strong, all you people still left in the land and now get to work for I am with you. See, now it's time to work on the Lord, work on your relationship with the Lord. Think back to how your relationship was, was with the Lord when he first showed you his strong arm. He wants you to get back to that. Get back to your prayer place. Get back to that. Get back to your relationship with him. Get back into that secret place with him. Okay. Um, says the Lords of Heaven's army. My spirit remains among you just as I promised when you came out of Egypt. So do not be afraid. For this is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. In just a little while, I will again shake the heavens and the earth, the oceans and the dry land. I will shake all the nations and the treasures of all the nations will be brought to this temple. I will fill this place with glory, says the Lord of Heaven's army. The Lord is saying, I got you. That's what he's saying. I got you. In just a short time, people are going to begin to travel through you, says the Lord. In just a very short time. And I'm going to fill you with glory, says the Lord. Hold your peace. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of heaven's armies. The future glory of this temple will be greater than the past glory, says the Lord of heaven's armies. And in this place, I will bring peace. I, the Lord of heaven's army, has spoken. On December of the second year, uh, on December 18th of the second year of King Darius reign, the Lord sent them this message to the prophet Haggai. This is what the Lord of heaven's army says. Ask the priest this question about the law. If one of you is carrying some meat from a holy sacrifice in his robes and his robe happens to brush against some bread or stew, wine or olive oil or any other kind of food, will it also become holy? The priest replied, no. Then Haggai asks, if someone becomes ceremonially unclean by touching a dead person and then touching any of these foods, will that food be defiled? And the preacher answered, yes. Then Haggai responded, that is how it is when the people in this nation say, says the Lord, everything they do and everything they offer is defiled by their sin. Look at what was happening to you before you began to lay the foundation of the Lord's temple. When you hope for a 20 bush crop, a bushel of crop, you harvest it only 10. When you expected to draw 50 gallons from the wine press, you found only 20. I sent blight and mildew in hell to destroy everything you work for. So hard to produce. Even so, you refuse to return to me, says the Lord. Think about this. Think about this 18th day of December, the day when the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid. Think carefully. I am giving you a promise now while the seed is still in the barn. You have not yet harvested your grain and your grapevine. Fig trees, pomegranates, and olive oils have not yet produced their crops. From this day on, onward, I will bless you. So, okay, the Lord is saying, you have been living under this curse. Everything you have touched has been cursed. It has been defiled by your sins. But as you rebuild this temple, I will wash you clean. I'm going to change your garment. From this moment on, I vow to bless you, says the Lord. You feel me? That's what he said. But from this day onward, I will bless you. 
On the same day, December 18th, the Lord sent this message to Haggai. Tell Zerubbabel, the governor of Judah, that I'm about to shake the heavens and the earth. It's a shaking going on. You feel me? I will overthrow royal thrones and destroy the power of foreign kingdoms. I will overturn their chariots and riders and the horses will fall and their riders will kill each other. But when the, this happens, says the Lord of heaven's army, I will honor you, Zerubbabel, my servant. I will make you a signet ring on my finger, says the Lord, for I have chosen you. I, the Lord of heaven's armies, have spoken. It's, it's a shaking going on and you're going to begin to see people rising and the Lord is honoring his people and you getting ready to see it. And I pray you were part of it in the name of Jesus. Um, I'm going to read y'all Matthew 13. I'm sorry if y'all hear my dog barking. She be doing the most. Okay. She be doing the most. Um, let's go to verse 16. So Matthew 13 verse no, not not sixteen. Uh, Matthew thirteen. Um, okay, that's the verse ten. Hold on. Okay. His disciples came. So we got verse ten. His disciples came and asked him, "Why do you use parables when you talk to the people?" He replied, "You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not." To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, excuse me, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. This is why I use this parable for they look, but they do not really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. This fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah when, that says, when you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not pro- comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their eyes, so their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. Um, but blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but they didn't see it. And they long to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. Now listen to the explanation. Okay, so then you can read that. Now this, okay, I'm going to read it to you because I hear the Lord say, read it. But like, ask the Lord to bless your eyes and to bless your ears and to bless your heart to be receptive to him. Hold on, y'all. My nose is running a little bit. It's just running a little bit. I ain't going to blow it. I'm going to just dab it. I'm going to just dab it. That's what I'm going to (laughs) do. I'ma just dab it so y'all ain't gotta hear all of that. Cause that's not cute if I would blow my nose on here. That would not be cute. And one thing in the kingdom, the Lord told me keep it cute. <laughs> so I'ma keep it cute, okay? It says, um, now listen to this. <laughs> I got question for uh <laughs> I'm sorry, well, I'm silly. Uh let's go to verse 18. Now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seed. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom but don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns 
represents those who hear God's words, but all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much has been planted. And I pray that you ask the Lord, to give you um some good soil. That's what you need. When you go to that secret place in a minute, you ask the Lord, say, Lord, give me some good soil. Give me some good soil so I can understand your words, Lord. Because God is so deep. But at the same time, he be saying stuff that's so deep. But then it's like, once you understand it, you be like, that makes so much sense. Like, it just be so deep for you. Because, you know, like, when Jesus was saying in a in a couple um verses before this, he was saying the parable. And it was, like, plain, but it wasn't, it, we, we, we lacked that wisdom. Because we think we know so much that it's the foolish things that can find the wise. It's the foolish things that, that the, the Lord will use something that we think is foolish. But actually, it's very much necessary. Like, like how they say that the kingdom of God, the Bible says the kingdom of God belongs to those like these children. Remember Jesus said that? And it's like a, we be looking at children like they the ones that are weak and all of that. But they're more receptive to the Lord because we have to become like them to understand God. You feel me? It's the foolish things. It's the foolish things. Here is another story Jesus told. The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seed in a field. But at night, as the worker slept, his enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat that slipped away. When the crop began to grow and produce grain, the weeds also grew. The farmer's workers went to him and said, Sir, the field where you planted that good seed is full of weeds. Where did they come from? An enemy has done this, the farmer exclaimed. Should we pull out the weeds, they asked? No, he replied. You'll uproot the wheat if you do. Let both grow together until the harvest. Then I will tell the harvesters to sort out the weeds, tie them into bundles, and burn them, and to put the wheat in the barn. Let me tell you something, and that's happening right now. That 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 um the wheat and the weeds they getting separated. What is the um the what's that what's the KJV version? The um the tear it's the 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 tares and the um and the wheat. It's the tares and the wheat. And you seeing that now where it's getting separated. You we seeing the real from the fake. It's happening in the name of Jesus. Okay? So when you start seeing People just falling. Think about it. Think about it. Because it's harvest time. Remember, Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. And you about to see that happen. And you're going to see all the king's horsemen. And all the king's men. And I say a lowercase king. Won't be able to put Humpty back together again. Think about what I'm saying to you. It's, it's going to register. It's going to register. You're going to see people falling. And these lowercase K kings ain't going to be able to put them back together again. In the name of Jesus. The Bible talks about a great falling away. Come on now. Come on now. In the last days, it's going to be a great falling away. See, now I got I to gotta, I gotta give that to you. I got to give that to you. Hold on. I want to say, hold on, I don't want to confuse you. First, let me read you the explanation. Then the le- then leaving the crowds outside, Jesus went to the house. His disciples said, please explain to us the story of the weeds in the field. You see how 
After Jesus will explain it to you. That's what the Holy Spirit will do. The Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. If you don't, if you don't understand something, say it. Don't sit here and try to make up your own meaning. Say that you don't know what it means. Let me tell you something. I will be reading the Bible and I'll be like, Lord, I don't got a clue of what you're talking about. I don't got a clue. I don't got a lick of what you're talking about. And I'm, he let me see. You will remain blind because you claim you can see. So he'll leave you blind because you claim you can see. But if you say, Lord, I can't see a thing. He going to give you sight. Let me tell you something. Jesus replied, the son of man is the farmer who plants good seeds. The field is the world and the good seeds represent the people of the kingdom. The weeds are like the people who belong to the evil one. The enemy who plants the weeds among the wheat is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world and the harvesters are the angels. The end of the world. The end of the world. We are not part of this world. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. Do you hear me? Just as the weeds are sorted out and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the world. The son of man will send his angels and they will remove from his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. And the angels will throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in their father's kingdom. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. I'm telling y'all, family, prepare yourself, brace yourself. You might be looking around and you see a thousand fall at your wayside. You look back and you might see ten thousands dying around you. But I pray that those evils will not touch you. Do you hear me? Let's talk about it. Let's go to Second Thessalonians chapter 2. And let's go, we're going to do verse 1. We're going to start verse 1. Now, dear brothers and sisters, let us clarify some things about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and how we will be gathered to meet him. Don't be so easily shaken or alarmed by those who say that the day of the Lord has already begun. Don't believe them, even if they claim to have a spiritual vision, a revelation, or a letter supposedly from us don't be fooled by what they say for the day will not come until there is a great rebellion against God and the man of lawlessness is revealed and the one who brings the destruction okay hold on let me read you out the KJV um that's the KJV verse three let no man deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first there's a falling away that is going to take place. And you are literally going to see Humpty Dumpty. That Humpty Dumpty you saw sitting on the wall, you're going to see that Humpty Dumpty have a great fall. And all the king's horsemen and all the king's men ain't going to be able to put Humpty back together again. You're going to see these people in the world scrambling around trying to repair themselves with their false gods. And it ain't going to happen. Okay? It ain't going to happen, Captain. It ain't going to happen. Okay? So, family, I'm going to leave y'all with that. You go and you ask the Lord, is my prayers, am I praying amiss? Is is my prayers falling on deaf ears, Lord? Let me seek your kingdom and let everything else be added on to me. Let me seek you and everything you got will be added on to me. So, I love y'all, family, so, 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 so much. And let's say this together. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.